The update on that communist balloon that was shot down over the Atlantic. Right now, Coast Guard and Naval crews are scouring the water there. They've secured a couple square mile area off the coast of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and they are recovering debris. U.S. Congressman Mike Gallagher is the chairman of the Select Committee on China. We had the chance to catch up with the congressman and discuss this earlier today. A lot of debate has been going on about whether or not we should have shot down the balloon earlier. I guess my question to you, and you know more than the rest of us, is before it got to the continental United States, when it was over the ocean near Alaska, we knew about this for days, at least some in government did. Was there an opportunity earlier to take out this balloon or to act sooner than we did? I believe we could have shot it down over the Aleutian Islands in Alaska. The only excuse that I could see for why we didn't, because the debris excuse doesn't hold in that case, would be if we weren't tracking it early enough to do it. But everything I've read, and I've just gotten back to D.C., and we're looking forward to having some in-depth classified briefings later tonight and throughout the week, suggests that we were tracking it such that we could have shot it down. Um, And then I think you would have... One, minimized any risk to civilians on the ground. Two, if there was a value in tracking it, sort of collecting against the asset, you could have done that. And three, you could have avoided the massive diplomatic and deterrence blunder of allowing this thing to sort of slowly make its way across the United States from Alaska all the way to the Carolinas, insulting us uh, at every step of the way. So... Um, If there's a better excuse, I have yet to hear it. Uh, The administration's explanation has thus far not made any sense to me. uh, The bigger question lurking in the background in my mind is whether this was deliberately timed by the Chinese Communist Party to coincide with Secretary Blinken's visit to embarrass him, embarrass us. That would be well within their playbook. You know, they've done this to him before. They did it to his deputy. They did it to Obama in 2016 when he went to China. Uh, It goes all the way back to the early parts of the Cold War. Um, It's sort of ingrained in their DNA. So we don't know if that's the case yet, but um, this was a very troubling indication of the way in which the CCP does not respect American sovereignty. Congressman Mike Gallagher is with us. Congressman, according to the Associated Press and Bloomberg, Earlier in the Biden administration, there was a balloon over the United States. Three times during the Trump administration, there were similar balloons over the United States. Should we shoot them down each time? We certainly should have a well-developed standard operating procedure for doing so, which appears we don't. But to dig into that story, this is a huge, huge question um, because multiple Trump administration officials have denied it. I've talked to all of them in the last 48 hours, and they said if this had happened three times in the Trump administration, we were unaware of it. So one of two things is true. Either the military was aware and did not brief civilian officials, which is a massive problem for civil relationships, or we weren't able to piece it together or understand that it had happened until after the fact, which is a massive problem for our early warning and tracking system. So either way, that actually raises more questions than it answers. And I think, you know, two days ago, the administration, there was an anonymous Pentagon official, trotted that out there in an attempt to downplay the incident. Like, no, it's no big deal. It happened in the Trump administration. They didn't do anything about it. But I think they inadvertently stirred up a hornet's nest of questions. So that's one of the many things we're going to demand an answer to in the coming coming weeks. Congressman Gallagher, as the chairman of the House Select Committee on China, I got to think that you have gained this knowledge over a period of time. What got you first interested in China's government and culture to this level? 
Well, quite honestly, you know, my the first 15 years of my career in the military and as a policy person, I was a Middle East uh, focused uh, expert. I was an Arabist uh, and an Arabic linguist. Um, and so I was late to the game here. I may be sooner than some congressmen only because I had a good friend I served with in the Marine Corps who ended up becoming deputy national security advisor, who was a real you know Mandarin linguist and Chinese expert who kind of woke me up. And then in 2015, there was a big hack by China of the Office of Personnel Management. And I remember getting a letter saying, you know, my military records may have been compromised. That was my first big road to Damascus moment, wake up call. And then I started to piece together all the things we were seeing with island building in the South and East China Sea, increasingly bellicose. Xi Jinping, who had come to power in 2012, I believe. And then it just became an obsession of mine during, you know, my first years in Congress. And I do believe this is the existential challenge of our time. Um, if for no other reason, we become too dependent economically on China. I don't know if you remember early on in the pandemic, the Chinese Communist Party threatened to cut off the export of advanced pharmaceutical ingredients to plunge us into a sea of coronavirus was the phrase they used. And just imagine if they had that type of leverage and were willing to use it in wartime and deny us access to life-saving drugs. That just gives you a window into how foolish our two-decade strategy of becoming dependent on them was. And so uh, I'm hoping to use this committee to wake up a lot of my colleagues to the threat and build a bipartisan consensus around the urgent actions we need to take in order to defend our country and our sovereignty before it's too late. Do we have similar balloons over China? Obviously, I'm not going to comment on anything classified uh, that we have. Um, You know, we have a robust presence in the Indo-Pacific, and I think we have an interest in understanding everything that's happening um, around China, particularly given how threatening they are. Um, But I think what this reveals for any casual observer is that, you know, there are gaps in our homeland defense, and this isn't an over-there problem. It's a right-here Problem. And if China is able to float a balloon, whether for intelligence, surveillance and reconnaissance purposes, or imagine if something like this was weaponized over the continent of the United States, I think it should remind us all that in modern warfare, if we actually found ourselves in a confrontation with China over Taiwan, the vast Pacific Ocean would not offer a defense. We have to look at this as a global competition. And right now we're too myopically focused. Uh, either on their near abroad or, you know, uh, our own, you know, uh, sort of narrow view here domestically. And Representative Gallagher, you mentioned Taiwan, and you seem concerned that Taiwan could become a future Ukraine. A hundred percent. I think we've entered the, the window of maximum danger with respect to Taiwan. Xi Jinping keeps reminding us that he's committed to reunifying Taiwan with the mainland by force if necessary. And despite what we saw in Ukraine, we, we tend not to take these authoritarians seriously or take them at their word. Um, more to the point, you know, we have a bunch of defense bills that are coming due this decade. And if you believe that the Chinese economy has some storm clouds on the horizon, particularly in the 2030s, demographic issues they have to deal with, slowing growth, property bubbles, et cetera, I think it will likely make them more aggressive in the near term. So this is the decade of maximum danger. We need to be on our toes and we need to be moving heaven and earth in order to surge hard power into the Indo-Pacific in order to prevent war. And we should remind ourselves that ours is a defensive strategy. We're not trying to take any territory. We're not trying to remake any society in our image. We're trying to defend the frontiers of freedom from authoritarian aggression. 
And so we have a lot of work to do, and time is not on our side.